This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm super good. It's Friday. Yay. But for you guys, it's Tuesday. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and just got paid Friday, Friday night. night. Bodies bumping. Oh. Feeling right. Oh. We just got paid. Maybe you didn't, but we but did. We did and instinct did. Nobody so. cares. <laughs> it's fine. Um, we'll this week we have uh, lots. Wait, of- you're listening to Sip Survive Repeat. Oh shit! Yeah, we should probably tell people that it's about survival stories. Yes, and we repeat them every week. And we also drink new ones, and we drink. Yes, and um, figure it out. Okay, <laughs> get on board or get, get off. On, get on board or not. Okay, so let's do a shout out real quick. So uh, we have a listener and her, I don't know if this is her actual full name or if this is just her Instagram handle. Is that what people call it? I'm mm-hmm. old. Molly Maine. And her original message to us was, hey, y'all, winemaker and true crime slash weird shit enthusiast here. Love her. Apple podcast suggestions really nailed it this time. Your first two episodes were great and I can't wait for more. So Molly, I hope you're still enjoying Sip, Survive, Repeat. Uh, we actually, uh, Molly was so nice. She sent us like a care package, but like for wine lovers. (laughs) We love Molly. You're amazing. Thank you. Yes. So we have two bottles of wine and we finally had the chance to come. We're actually at Danelle's house today where we could drink whatever we wanted and bring our own wines. Mm -hmm. And so today we are drinking the Arrowhead Red, which is, um, it's a 2015 I believe it's a blend, although it doesn't say it on there. But then we also have another bottle that you sent us because Molly is awesome and sent us two bottles of wine. She knows us. She, she knows we're going to go must through have both met of us those. Before. Uh, this one, I'm going to say it wrong. How do you say that? Cool terrier, like a dog. <laughs> I don't know. You're asking the worst. I have the worst grammar, so don't ask me. Cool terroir. That sounds about right. You're right. Quick, quick pause. Yes. I've got to tell you this story so we are you know i went to Asheville this past weekend not Nashville. Asheville. yes went to wineries you know it relates to the podcast but uh we were driving and kim was looking at the gps and she saw the cherokee mountains she's like oh we're driving through the cherokee mountains (laughs) oh kim you're so cute you're so pretty yeah, we were talking, in all fairness, we like talked about karaoke like 20 minutes earlier. <laughs> so she was like blending in her mind. Yeah, so like, oh, karaoke. <laughs> oh, that's today I talked to two people and their names were Cynthia and Anthony. And when I said something to one of, to Cynthia, I, I called her Symphony. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind plays funny tricks on you sometimes. <laughs> well, I think Kim's version of the mountains sounds better than the. What'd you call it again? Karaoke. I like that. Yeah. That's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna maybe I'll make a wine one day called Cherryoki. I like that. Mm. Can I be part of that? Because my last name's Cherry. <gasps> yes, and it'll be cher- It'll have cherries in it, and it'll be oaky, like from oak barrels. Oh my god! Write that down. Write it down. <laughs> Callie. <laughs> yes, we have. We had. <laughs> tell them what we had to do with your dog. <laughs> we had to put her in the other room because she breathes very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> And she keeps walking around, and her paws are clinking on the on the hardwood on the hardwood floors. So we had a, I had coaxed her with um, some animal crackers. I have a nice mason jar set of animal crackers from Costco out. Mm-hmm. So thanks for the wine, Molly. Yes, Molly, we love it's it. It's delicious. You also sent some really cute wine bottle openers, which, which we each have one now. I keep mine in my purse. Nice. Don't judge me. Oh, I keep it in my purse except for I was on vacation. Like, what was that, last week? Mm-hmm. That was only a week ago? Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to take it out because, you know, 
they don't allow that sort of that's like a weapon so mm-hmm. anywho molly major shout out thank you so much if you guys have wine suggestions feel free to give them to us uh this is very delicious again it's the arrowhead uh vineyards so if you haven't tried an arrowhead vineyards or been up that way out of new york yeah it's the niagara region so um i know my parents have been up there i've never been i haven't either i'm going to buffalo next weekend though mm. is buffalo close to niagara yes it is. I think so. Okay, I need it's a like fifteen minutes away. Or something. Yeah. Oh, okay, and we're cool. doing the wine tasting, so <gasps> maybe maybe Molly will Molly. If you're there, I'll find you. <laughs> I'll be there on Saturday. Stalker alert. <laughs> um. Okay, Kenny. Did you find out more information about? Didn't you say you had another story about your dad? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> um. So. I told that story about my dad, and he apparently didn't tell me one of the times he mm. almost died. So he was in a tree doing some sort of work, I don't know, some farm work, and he fainted and fell out of the tree, and then he woke up, he said, like a couple hours later, just like in the bed. He's like, he's like, I don't know, I felt okay afterwards, but he fell from a tree. He thinks the branches stopped his fall on the way down. I don't oh. know. This person. Yeah. We got to have your dad on as a guest. Yeah. He'd be something. Guest speaker. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Steinbauer. Mr. Steinbauer. First, he can be our first guest. Oh, perfect. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So we actually have our first hometown that someone sent us. Survival story. I'm so excited. Are you ready? Okay. Her name is Jillian Swinford. Hopefully I'm saying that right. And her first message to us was, hey, I just wanted to let you guys know that I love your podcast. I just started listening to MFM and was just saying how there needs to be a survival version of that podcast. Yes. And then you guys followed me on Instagram. And so here I am. Yay, Jillian. Um, Okay. So she told me a little bit about what she does. It sounds way more fancy than what I do on a daily basis. But uh, it sounds like she does research on marine debris and marine plastics basically looking at how much trash plastic debris is out there in the middle of the Pacific. That's got to be a really depressing job. I would think so. It doesn't sound Thank you for everything you're doing. Yes, amazing. Thank you. Um, Okay, so she said, uh, I was thinking about it while listening to your podcast. I was thinking about some of the hairy situations I've been in doing field work, and I actually realized I have a near-miss story, if you're interested. Oh, of course we're interested. (laughs) Hello. Okay. So I worked as a fisheries science tech for a few years. And while I was working on that job, I basically got contracted out. Oh, I thought she was going to say she got a contracted disease. But no, I got contracted out to help another company do a biological survey on Navy bases in the area. Basically just looking to see what species were out there, if any were endangered. One time we were off Virginia Beach in the Atlantic and we were trawling. I guess trawl. Oh, she tells us. She's so nice. Trawl nets drag along the seafloor to catch any fish hanging out down there. And the trawl boats pull them on a wire and winch. Our net snagged on an underwater sewage pipe that we didn't know was there. The guy driving the boat wanted to try and pull it off. And just winding the winch, all of a sudden the stern, the back part of the boat, starts sinking. Oh, no. (laughs) As we are now anchored to the seafloor and the net isn't going anywhere. (gasps) The two guys operating the winch are not noticing all of the hold on, I'm turning the page <laughs> just so you know I'm making the noise uh, well, they weren't noticing all the water now flooding into the boat and oh. pushing up against the cabin where I was all of a sudden I was like guys we need to cut that line and start bailing and they quickly realized what our situation was we cut the line and started bailing water out and the boat righted itself and everything was fine 
but it wouldn't have taken very long for the boat to become swamped if we hadn't done anything. I thought about it later, and we were close enough to the Coast Guard station that we couldn't have put... Oh, we were close enough to... Oh, hang on. I thought about it later, and we were close enough to a Coast Guard station that we could have put in a Mayday call, but it was a windy day, and there's no guarantee of survival after your boat goes down. (laughs) No matter how close you are to civilization. Uh, there were stories all the time in that area where people would go overboard and pop up three days later dead. I'm always pretty nonchalant about the dangers of my profession, but I forget sometimes that I've had some close calls. So it's not like the most amazing survival story. Yes, it is. Um, but it could have turned into one. The ocean is a dangerous place. It really is. It is. And have you ever seen those sea creatures that live at the way bottom? Yeah. Or um, girls. Terrifying. Well, Jillian, I think that's an amazing story. I... I feel like the sea in general is a terrifying place. Jenny's afraid of oceans. I am not. However, I'm afraid of boat sinking, sinkages now. <laughs> the wine. I haven't drank all week. One glass of wine, I'm drunk. Just kidding. <laughs> Two I'm sips not. of the wine. Two sips, I'm gone. And you're like, whoops. That's, I love it. That's awesome. Yes. Send them in. Yes. Keep them coming. Uh, sip survive repeat at gmail.com. And a lot of technical terms in there. She's very smart. She is. Way to go. <laughs> Like we have, I so far, I don't know how many fans or subscribers we have, but we have like a, a good, I don't know, few that keep coming back for more. Keep them a, coming. A handful that like us. Thanks guys. And we want to say thank you. And um, yeah, if you guys have stories, we would love to share them with the audience and hopefully it grows. Um, anything else housekeeping wise that we need to talk about? No. Okay. Hold on. Jenny's taking a sip. Jenny and I did go see My Favorite Murder. <gasps> yes, we did. In Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, it was amazing. March 14th. March 14th. Yep. And we met them afterwards and we held our shit together. I didn't cry and Jenny sob. didn't cry. Well, you did afterwards. Well, yes. But after we left the But vicinity. it was like a cool, like you were really cool. Like they would never. They wouldn't they have would known know. that I was a total freak show. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went back to the room and put on forensic files and drank champagne. Well, Jenny did. I passed out. <laughs> I did not need any oh, more we ordered champagne. room service, too. We did. And this is what Danelle said when she called room service. She goes, they're like, go away. We look at the menu, and which was complicated because it was on the TV and we're old. So we were like, can we just get a menu? Can I just get a paper menu, please? And then um, we see like a flatbread pizza. And this is what Danelle does. She calls down to the catering people and she goes, hi, yeah. Do you guys have like a just like a regular pizza? Like a cheese pizza? Or just this one that's a flatbread. They're like, ma'am, this is the Kimpton, and we don't do cheese pizzas. We do flatbreads. Fine. There Fine. were grapes on our pizza. I mean, but good. I have to say it was delicious. And we got French fries. Yeah. She also said, do you have any regular French fries? She <laughs> just really wanted I just French want fries and pizza. normal food. <laughs> Give me normal food. I want to sit in bed and eat it and watch Forensic Files. That's all I want to do. It was amazing. But I'm glad you fell asleep so quickly because, again, then you didn't have to hear my snoring. You didn't snore. I did. I think it's, just... a, it's a fallacy. Okay. Well, you can talk to my husband about that because he makes fun of me constantly. Oh, I do have one more piece of thing. <laughs> piece of thing. <laughs> a Go. piece of thing. Um, I just wanted to follow up to the Jamie Kloss story that I talked about last week. Um, the guy, uh, let's see, Jake Patterson, who was the – ooh, sorry, I'm knocking my – Danelle's getting me more wine – uh, Jake Patterson, who was the one who killed Jamie's parents and then abducted her, uh, was in court so that he could plead um, either guilty or not guilty. He did plead guilty um, to Damn two counts. He did. <laughs> I know, right? To two counts of intentional homicide, uh, which carry a sentence of life imprisonment and one count of kidnapping. Um, 
The remaining charge of armed burglary was dis- dismissed during the hearing, which I guess fine. Uh, but the creepiest part of all this, so he's going to get sentenced. When is that? May? May 25th, 27th? I think the 27th is what you had told me. Okay. Um, <laughs> did you just say you just realized your mic was on? No, it was on mute. Oh, so <laughs> are we going to cut that part out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Are we still taping right now? Yeah. yeah Keep it in. <laughs> Do it. So wait, when is he getting? May 27th. Something like that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, May something. So here's the creepiest part. Officers escorted Patterson out of the courtroom Wednesday, uh, which is just a couple days ago. Before leaving, he faced the gallery and said, bye, Jamie. Creep. I feel like I would have slapped him in the face, but I don't think that's allowed in courtrooms. Mm-mm. But what a creep. What a total dickwad. He's going to fight for that. I don't know if they have the death penalty in. Where was this again? Well, they should. <laughs> Strap him and zap him. Now, <laughs> that's, that's what my history teacher used to say Aww, in high school. <laughs> so wrong. Um, okay. I feel like I've been talking the whole time, but it's okay. I have an animal cookie in my mouth. (laughs) has an animal cookie in her mouth, so I guess it's fine. (laughs) We're a little goofy today. I like it. All right. So I'm first. So I guess I'll just keep talking. You keep eating. Mm -hmm. Danelle hasn't had lunch today. so Again, this is like a repeated issue. Yeah. You don't eat lunch, it seems, on Fridays. Mm -mm. Me and Kenny ate lunch, and I ate too much, so I feel like I'm going to (sighs) die. It's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Now. Uh, I am talking about, and this sounds like not a survival story, but I swear it is. Am I, I keep hitting these. Is that going to be a problem? You're fine. Okay, great. Um, it's the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. Tell me more. Whoop, whoop. Um, okay. So I'll give you the like elusive like background of what it is. And then I'm going to get into like Dee Dee's life and stuff. Okay. Okay. So Late the night of June 14th, 2015, sheriff's deputies in Greene County, Missouri, United States, can you tell I'm reading this, <laughs> found the body of Dee Dee Blanchard. Um, she was also known as uh, Claudine or Claudinia, and she was face down in her bedroom uh, just outside Springfield, lying on the bed in a pool of blood mm-hmm. from stab wounds. Ooh. That's personal, someone she knows. Yes. Well, and this was the problem. There was no sign of her daughter, Gypsy Rose, who, according to Blanchard, suffered from leukemia, asthma, muscular dystrophy, along with several other chronic conditions, and had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old due to brain damage that she suffered from premature birth. Okay. Okay. Gypsy. Gypsy Rose. Yes. That was the daughter who's now missing. So mom is dead. Gypsy's missing. missing. Okay. Um, so after reading troubling Facebook posts earlier in the evening, uh, concerned neighbors were the ones who notified police, uh, that DD may have fallen victim to foul play and that Gypsy Rose, whose wheelchair and medications were still in the house may have been abducted. Oh no. That's not good. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. Like someone kidnapping her for the medication. Right. Well, they said the medication was still in the house. Oh, it was still in the house. Okay. But I don't, I I was only partially listening. Hey, you're fine. (laughs) Get in there. Okay. (laughs) Uh, early life and marriage of Dee Dee Blanchard. So now we're back to mom. Whew. Dee Dee Blanchard was born as Claudine Petra in Chack Bay, Louisiana. Not sure if I'm saying that right. It's near the Gulf Coast. Uh, and she was born in 1967. Uh, she grew up with her family in nearby Golden Meadow. Um, she had five siblings. 
Get ready for this. So her name was Claudine. <laughs> she had a sibling, Claudine. Claude. Oh, stop. A sister, Claudia. Stop. I'm not kidding. <laughs> the rest are fine. Dorla, although it's well, D-O-R-L-A. I mean, listen, I can't name judge anybody. <laughs> All right, Danelle, Cherry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, t- and Todd. That's it. They threw it in. Claude, yeah. Claudina. That's, they threw Claude, in the towel. Claudia, and Claudine. And then the other two kids, Dorla and Todd. And Todd. Todd. <laughs> Hi, Todd. Um, so anyway, um, her father married twice. Uh, and then uh, his first wife was Emma, and his second wife was Laura. Um, da, 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 da. During her childhood, relatives recalled she would occasionally engage in petty theft. So Claudine was kind of like a little That's bad how it girl. All starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, often as retaliation when things didn't go her way. Uh, at some point early in her adult life, she worked as a nurse's aide, um, and the family expressed suspicion in 1997 that she might have killed her own mother by denying her food. Oh my God. Claudine. Claudine. What the hell? That's not okay. <laughs> no. Uh, when she was 24, she became pregnant by Ron, or I'm sorry, Rod Blanchard, who was then 17. So Wait, she was 24, 24. He is 17. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. Uh, they named their daughter Gypsy Rose. Cause Normal, t- just because that's... Get ready for this. Uh, Claudine liked the name Gypsy, and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a match made in heaven. Isn't it, though? Wow. Neat. They're like, he's like, honey, give me your favorite name, and I'm going to do my favorite band, and we're going to put them together, and that's the name of our daughter. Well, I'm pretty sure there's a famous, like... Um, lady of the night and or prostitute named Gypsy Rose. I'm sure there is. And they, I think they didn't know that. They just liked how it sounded together. There's probably about like 50 strippers in America named Gypsy Rose. Because that's a great, I mean, listen, if I was a stripper, I listen, would be Danelle Cherry. But <laughs> I was going to say, you, you don't, don't need, need to change, change your name. If I had to choose my name, Gypsy Rose is a high contender. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so shortly before Gypsy Rose's birthday in July of 1991, so that means she is. She's Kenny's age. Just kidding. No, she's older than Kenny because mm-hmm. Kenny's the youngest person I know. And the coolest. Yeah. He, we, he does all the cool stuff that we need for this podcast. Uh, she separated from Rod. Uh, and he said in 2017 he realized he got married for the wrong reasons. Oh, Rod. You know how it is when you get someone knocked up and you get pre- and you get married. <laughs> and you get pregnant. And you get pregnant. <laughs> you get knocked up and pregnant. <laughs> uh, no, it. But he was trying to do the right thing, and he realized that was a not not great. Uh, despite Claudine's efforts to get him to return, he did not. So she took her newborn daughter to live with her family, um, and that was that was that. So Gypsy Rose and Claudine went out of together. There. Yep. Uh, Bobby Petra was Claudine's nephew. Okay. And he recalls Gypsy's birth might have been slightly premature. Remember, she had said that because of the premature birth that she had brain injury. Oh yeah. Um, he said he thought it was slightly premature, but other than that, he didn't think she had any health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Rod, who remained involved in his daughter's life um, at the point, uh, by the time Jip, <laughs> she was known in her extended family, was three months old, her mother was convinced that the infant suffered from sleep apnea. Because C's gypsy is just too hard to yeah. say fully. You know. Jip. You know how it is. Jip. Um, but her mother was convinced that at three months old, she had sleep apnea. So she began taking her to the hospital for repeated overnight stays with a sleep monitor. Um, 
and then he uh rod the father also said he recalls claudine became convinced that gypsy had a wide range of health issues um so she attributed it to an unspecified chromosomal disorder so when gypsy was seven or eight bobby recalls uh that's the nephew of claudine uh, that she was riding on her grandfather's motorcycle when he had a minor accident. She suffered an abrasion to her knee, which her mother said was the visible sign of injuries that would require several surgeries to treat properly. Oh, my God. I see where this is going. <laughs> From then on, Gypsy was confined to a wheelchair. Oh, no. So basically, Gypsy was seven or eight. She got into this like bike accident, and then basically her mom was like, that's it, wheelchair, here we come. You know what our moms would have done in the 80s? Um, get up. You're fine. <laughs> Wash it off a little bit. Get the hose. Get, get the get hose. The, gargle with some warm salt water. You're fine. My mom's like always, Mom, I, have stru- I think I have strep throat. Gargle with some warm salt water. <laughs> you're fine. So helpful. This lady, get in a wheelchair. <laughs> get in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. <laughs> Good day. Um, so although... Uh, he saw signs. So Bobby, the nephew, said he saw signs that she was indeed healthy enough to walk on her own. On several occasions, uh, she was always in the wheelchair from How then confusing on. to her. Yes. Gypsy. She often went with her parents to the Special Olympics. Uh, and in 2001, when Dee Dee claimed... So Claudine is now being called Dee Dee, by the way. Okay. Claudine goes by Dee Dee now. So it's still uh, the mom. Yeah. Claudine's mom. Okay. Yeah. In 2001, Dee. when Dee Dee claimed she was eight, she was named the honorary queen of the crew of mid-century parade, a child-oriented parade held during Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Well, you have to remember she was born in 1991. So in 2001, she would have been 10, not eight. Uh, got it. So her mom is oh. like changing her age so that she, she can win her pageantry things. Yeah. Um, it seems that Gypsy stopped going to school after second grade, possibly even as early as kindergarten, and she was homeschooled after that. And no one in the family was like, hey, this is off and weird. No one... I guess not. Well, she was kind of... Um, I mean, she was living with, I think, her family for a little while, but then they kind of started moving around. So tossed around a little bit. Yeah. Or moved around a little bit. Yeah. Um, so she, her mom said she had to homeschool her because Gypsy was so ill. Her illnesses were so severe. And Gypsy managed to learn to read on her own. Oh, my goodness. Through Harry Potter books. Oh, my God, you guys. Gryffindor! I've never seen Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Get with the program. Never seen it. Kenny, have you seen Harry Potter? Of course. Have you read Harry Potter? I read the seventh book when it came out at midnight. Oh, mm. look at this. I was a huge fan. Fancy. Not shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Not shocking at you all. You did say I was cool earlier, but... You, Harry Potter's you cool. I, okay. Yeah, I do like Harry Potter. Okay, so Gypsy's father, Rod, remarried, um, and Claudine moved in with her father and stepmother. Uh, they would later claim that Claudine, uh, when preparing food for her stepmother, poisoned it with Roundup weed killer, leading to her stepmother's chronic illness during oh this period. Oh, my God. This lady. She really likes to just really make people sick and then take care of them. So um, she was arrested for several minor offenses, including writing bad checks. Uh, it always and starts with the bad checks. <laughs> and her father and stepmother started to confront her about the treatment of gypsies. So like you said, it's like, wouldn't your family be like, hey, maybe stop doing that? Um, they also expressed uh, suspicion that she had something to do with her stepmother's declining health. Because of the roundup. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the weed killer she was putting in her food. Mm -hmm. So after all this, she left with Gypsy and went to Slidell, which I assume is another town. 
um, her stepmother's health returned to normal shortly afterwards. Can you believe that? Red flag. Red flag. Red flag city. Um, So in Slidell, Gypsy and her moved into public housing. Uh, They paid their bills with public assistance um, that Claudine had gotten because of her daughter's illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, She went to several medical centers claiming that Gypsy suffered from a host of different, you know, illnesses. And uh, she actually took her in and said that um, she thought her daughter had muscular dystrophy. So she's also a doctor. Yeah, just like me. <laughs> right. Uh, Claudine insisted Gypsy had, uh, but they did. A, they did a muscle biopsy, and it came back that there was no. She did not have muscular dystrophy. Yeah, because she fell off a bike. She's fine. Correct. Uh, but Claudine often also took her to the emergency room all the time for minor injuries. Did Claudine hurt her? Like, did she cause injury to her at all? That we'll you know, I mean, other some, than okay. we'll get to some of that. Okay. I mean, I'm sure other than like emotional and mental. Yeah. So Slidell is, um, I'm not 100% sure again where that is, but uh, basically wherever it is, uh, Hurricane Katrina like decimated that area in 2005. So Claudine and Gypsy left their ruined apartment. Um, They went to a shelter. Um, They saw a doctor from the Ozarks who suggested that they relocate to um, her, I think the doctor's native Missouri. So the next month they were airlifted there airlifted okay why i don't know um <laughs> like, i feel like I, this is just a word i cut and pasted i'm not sure i cut and pasted a lot of this but um here's the thing i think a lot of the reason that gypsy had this i don't know life mm-hmm. of you know disease i'm putting air quotes around it because she you'll find out later that there wasn't much wrong with her um was because her mom got all these perks yeah from like having airlifting a, yeah like from having a daughter Housing. that had all these needs yeah so, because, of course, Claudine couldn't work. That's what Munchau- Munchauser... By proxy. By pro- I just watched a... Get HBO. ready. Oh, mm-hmm. you have to get closer to your microphone. Um, I just watched an HBO special, Dark Places. Oh. Not, not a special, but a series. Oh, interesting. It's all about that. Um, so, they first lived in a rented home in Aurora, Missouri. And then they moved to... Um, do, do, do. Oh, wait. No, during their time there, Gypsy was honored by the Olay Foundation, not the facial cream company. Oh. O-L-E-Y <laughs> Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding tube recipients as its 2007 Child of the Year. Ooh. Did you just hear what I said? Ooh. Gypsy Rose wasn't allowed to eat regular food. That's disgusting. This poor She was girl. fed through a feeding tube. I know what story you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2008, Habitat for Humanity built them a small home with a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub as part of a larger project on the north side of Springfield to the east. And they moved in there. So again, getting all these like handouts because Gypsy Rose is, um, a child in need, which she keeps getting rewarded for her behavior. Like something's wrong with her. She gets a reward. Something's wrong with her. She gets a reward. And her mom, Dee Dee, Claudine is the recipient of all this too, because she's the caretaker. Yeah. So she's enjoying all of this, A, attention, but then B, all she's getting tons of free shit. It's all about the mom. I mean, the daughter's the daughter- getting some attention, but it's the mom that's getting everything. Yeah. So um, there was outpourings of support. Uh, they stayed in Ronald McDonald houses during medical appointments for free. Uh, they got to go to Miranda Lambert concerts um, where she was frequently photographed with the singer. Uh, she was frequently, oh, she uh, was honored by Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um 
she also, I think, got to go to, I want to say Disney World or Disneyland or both for free. Um, Rod, her father, again, remember, he hasn't really seen her because the mom is kind of keeping her hidden mm-hmm. away. Um, he continued to make monthly child support payments of $1,200. And he sent gypsy gifts, occasionally talking to her on the phone. Um, but on her 18th birthday, he recalls Dee Dee telling him not to mention her daughter's real age since she thinks she's 14. Oh, no. So when Dee, or I'm sorry, when Gypsy Rose was 18 years old, an actual adult, she had told Gypsy, no, no, you're only 14. Like, the mind? Fuck. This girl, this poor girl, I can't even. <sighs> so, um, Rod and his second wife hoped to visit Springfield and visit, but they just couldn't because Dee Dee would always be changing plans. Um, and she bas- Dee Dee told her neighbors in Springfield that Gypsy Rose's father was an abusive drug addict. <gasps> And, and he's an alcoholic. all this time is like supporting them. He's actually, he's a good dad. Yeah. He's sending $1,200 a month. That's a lot. I mean, <sighs> I don't know. So it's crazy. So um, now we'll talk about Gypsy. So Gypsy, many people who met her were charmed by her. Uh, she was only five feet tall and she had a nearly toothless mouth. Aww. She had large glasses and a high childlike voice. And so it reinforced the perception that she had all the problems that this her mother said she did. Oh. Um, her mother regularly shaved her head <gasps> so that it would look like she had chemotherapy treatments. Uh, and when they left the house, Dee Dee often took an oxygen tank and her feeding tube with her. Uh, and Gypsy was fed, fed the children's liquid nutrition supplement, Pediasure. So well she into her still 20s. had a feeding tube at this point. Yeah. For years and years. Oh. Yeah. And she was being fed a children's supplement, which at this point, she's, she's well into 18. her 20s. Yeah. Once she gets or into her 20s, 20s, she's still getting this supplement that is not appropriate for her even if she did need a Mm-mm. feeding tube um Dini used physical abuse to control her daughter so um basically whenever they were in public um Dee Dee would hold gypsy's hand and if gypsy started saying anything that would lead someone mm-hmm. to believe that she wasn't actually sick Dee Dee would squeeze her hand really tight and also she would probably get it when she got home. Like oh, yeah. she would know, like that'd be a signal, like you're going to get it when you get home. Yeah. So basically she said that, um, when they were finally alone, uh, if she had said something she wasn't supposed to, Dee Dee would strike her with an open hand or a coat hanger. Oh my God. Mommy dearest. Mm-hmm. No exactly. more wire hangers. Mm-mm. Um, so medical intervention interventions continued. Um, the one that I find the most disturbing, I think, although all of them are really terrible is Dee Dee had some of Gypsy's saliva glands treated with Botox and Mm-mm. then completely extracted. <gasps> no. To control her drooling. I mean, I've had a regular Botox and that's so painful. I cannot. Oh my God. So basically what oh, she, what her mother girl. would do before she would go visit um, like an oral doctor is she would put topical anesthetic on Gypsy's gums to cause her to drool uncontrollably. So that way when she told the doctor. This lady is crazy. Yeah. So she had her salivary glands removed. Wow. Because her mom is crazy. <gasps> and then tubes were implanted in her ears to control her myriad of ear infections, which she didn't actually have. Okay. Here we go. Suspicions finally start to arise yeah. when they see a Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein. I was say, that was my next question. Like, have any doctors stepped up and said, well, here's like, what happened is because during the beginning of her life, they moved around so much mm-hmm. that... Um, by the time they got to Missouri and they saw this um, Flasterstein, basically, uh, Dee Dee's story was 
we don't have any medical records because they were all ruined in Katrina. Ah, I see. So okay. anything that you need to know medical, you're going to have to just know from me. Right. Which is like a perfect So that's cover. how she got away with it for so long. Mm-hmm. Every time she moved, she'd just be like, oh, the records were destroyed. Sorry. Here's, here's a slew of things that are wrong with her. Exactly. So uh, basically this doctor, though, said that he did MRIs, he did blood tests, he found no abnormalities. He said, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. And then uh, he basically said that she's totally able to support her own weight. Oh, my He could God. tell that. Um, so basically, he noted that Dee Dee wasn't a good historian. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, think. and this doctor also contacted Gypsy's doctors in New Orleans. So here's what he learned. Origi- uh, Gypsy's original muscle, muscle, <laughs> muscle biopsy came back negative undermining Dee Dee's records saying that they had been destroyed in the flood and undermining her insistence that she had muscular dystrophy. So the doctor's like, something doesn't smell right here. Exactly. So he basically said that he, in his notes, he said he believes that Dee Dee is possibly uh, somebody who's affected by Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Which means you basically harm someone else, like make them your sick own. so that you can gain something from it. Like either people feeling sorry for you or mm-hmm. just like financial gains or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Habitat for humanity, free vacations. She's just a kid. Like this, I just. This is her own daughter. Yeah. I mean, I know that happens a lot with like Munchausen by proxy, but anywho. Um, so moving right along. So that nothing happened there. Um, and there has been some, there have been some people who have said like this doctor should have reported yeah. what was going on and he did not. Um. Did he, do you think he said to the mom, like, I think you have a problem. Like you need to go talk to someone. What do you think? I mean, what do you think happened? I feel like he probably kept telling her like, this isn't true and Mm -hmm. that's not true. And so he called her out. Yeah. So I think he's trying to call her out without actually saying like, you're the sick one. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a little like, why didn't he go and tell like child and family services or something? Um, and maybe you can't tell child and family services because she's technically 19, 20 oh, around yeah. this point. And patient, right? client, confidentiality. Confident. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. So it's just, it's kind of a mystery. And some people have had like backlash about that, but whatever it is, what it is. At least he, I mean, at, at least, least he noticed he, something was yeah. wrong. Yeah. But then of course, Dee Dee just went to a different doctor. Right. Who was going to agree with her. Um, so... While those who were close to Gypsy thought she was still a teenager, by the 2010s, she was, in fact, an adult. Uh, and she began to test the limitations of her mother's scheme. So she wasn't going to play along anymore in this little, like, messed up She's world. She's like, I'm tired of this being Basically, yes. Um, she, wait, 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 hold on. I, I turned the page too fast. Um, so a neighbor recalls an incident in 2009 or 2010 where Gypsy showed up at her door one night without her wheelchair, seeking a ride to the local hospital to visit a man with whom she had shared a romantic interest. Get it, Gypsy? Yes. yes. So um, she's like, I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> at the hospital. Uh, okay. So basically um, the man had been assaulted or something. That's why he was in the hospital. Um, but there were people who were familiar with Gypsy's medical condition, mm-hmm. quote, unquote. Because she was there all the time. 
Yeah, but at the hospital, Gypsy produced a birth certificate that gave her correct date of birth, proving she was of legal age. Because everyone's like, this pervert in the hospital is trying to take uh, advantage yeah. of Gypsy Rose, who's only, whatever, 14 or 15. And she's like, no, I am, at this point, I think she was 18 or 19, and was like, no, I'm an adult. And I'm. it's not bad at and all. I can do this. I want to. So Dee Dee went to the hospital. And she said that that version of the birth certificate was incorrect. And she gave them, uh, it was uh, a version that was issued after Katrina. And she had a real birth certificate giving a more recent birth date. And Gypsy was made to apologize to everyone who was <gasps> present. Yeah. Anywho, um, sometime around 2012, Gypsy uh, continued to use the internet Um after her mother would go to bed, she'd get on the internet. That like, World Wide Web. Yeah, WWW. And um, because she had to avoid her mother's tightened supervision after this whole incident where she had met this guy and then mm-hmm. went to the hospital to see him and all that stuff. So she had uh, a face, she had multiple Facebook pages that were fake so that her mother couldn't log in and look at them. Um, and let's see, uh, there was a guy named, hold on, Nicholas Godijan. Um, a man around her age from Big Bend, Wisconsin. Um, and they met in a Christian singles group. Get it on. Yes. <laughs> Their statuses were both changed to in a relationship. Oh, gypsy. Um, Good for her. Yeah. Although Godijan had some issues of his own, a criminal record for indecent exposure. I mean. And a history of mental illness. Um, he stated at times to either be a dissociative identity disorder or have autism. Uh, in 2014, Gypsy confided in a friend of hers that was 23 uh, and said, like, basically, I'm in love with this guy and, you know, it's you're like my big sister and I want to be with him. Um, oh, she had five separate Facebook accounts. That's how many oh. Facebook accounts she had. Um, they flirted online and the next year Gypsy arranged to have uh, go to Jean, meet her mother in Springfield. Her plan was for him to just bump into her while she and Dee Dee were at a movie theater, both of them in costume because they like to dress up for like, you know, Harry Potter, sci- like sci-fi stuff. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Harry Potter. People dress up for that too. Um, so, oh, as, uh, as soon as they did meet for the first time in real life, go to Jean says, Gypsy led him to the bathroom where the two had sex. <laughs> Whoa, Gypsy. I mean, Here's the thing. She deserves that and she can do whatever she wants. So Dee Dee did get to meet him uh, at the movie theater and that's where they had the sex in the bathroom. But Dee Dee said the he was... The S-E-X. Yeah, the S-E-X. Dee Dee... Oh, it was a public bathroom? I think in the movie theater, oh, yeah. Oh, I was thinking like their house or something. Wow, okay. Uh-uh. Oh, well, it Go. says the first time they met in real life and it, it it the whole plan was, was at the movie bathroom. theater. Yeah. Go, Gypsy. Get freaky uh, with it. I mean... <laughs> Anyway, Dee Dee said he was creepy. The two continued to their internet interactions. However, um, they began to develop a plan to kill Dee Dee. I, I kind of get it. Yeah. Sorry, but um, sh- yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. Dee Dee's got to go. She's sorry. Got to. She's got to. Uh, so Godijan returned to Springfield in June of 2015. He came down while Gypsy and her mother were at a doctor's appointment. And when they returned home, Dee Dee went to sleep. And Gypsy let him know, and he went into the house. And a Gypsy allowed him to allegedly, oh, or Gypsy allowed him in and allegedly gave him duct tape, gloves, mm. and a knife. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to condone anyone dying, but. Yeah. It's not great. This lady's a monster. Yeah. I mean, she needed help. 
so this is Gypsy hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so that she would not have to witness her mother's death. Oh. Godijan then stabbed Dee Dee several oh. times in her sleep. The two had sex in Gypsy's room. Afterwards? Four, after the killing. Stabbing? Uh-huh. Okay. Took $4,000 in cash that Dee Dee had been keeping in the house, um, mostly from the child support from Rod. Mm-hmm. And um, they fled to a mo- motel outside of Springfield. Uh, they remained there for several days trying to plan what their next move was going to be because neither one really knew. They thought they had gotten away with their crime. No. Here's the issue. Gypsy got worried because it had been a few days and no one had noticed that Dee Dee was missing. Oh, no. So her plan then was to have Godijan go on Facebook as her mom, as Dee Dee Blanchard, Mm -hmm. and put cryptic messages on Dee Dee's wall. Godijan. Have yeah. you ever watched Dateline? That does not work. They're going to find Doesn't. you. So he used his phone to post two updates to Dee Dee's Facebook page so that people would discover the body. The first read simply, that bitch is dead. <gasps> that's not cryptic. <laughs> that's, that's called being very blunt. Followed 17 minutes later by a uh, longer comment suggesting that whoever left it had violently killed Dee Dee and raped Gypsy. Again, not cryptic. Yeah. Um, How did they... Did they- Wait, say that again? No, he just, he was on there and he basically said, the bitch is dead. Um, And then he posted 17 minutes later that, you know, he killed that bitch and basically said, I raped Gypsy. But, but, got it. They're together. I thought you meant the mom for a minute. I was like, oh no, did he do that? Because that's disgusting. No, no, no. Although he, at at a later time, he does say that he thought of raping Dee Dee before killing her. Okay, that's not okay. No, it's not. I mean, none of this is, so. (sighs) So, people were basically... Uh, like neighbors saw these posts and were like, Oh my God, like Dee Dee, even though she's obviously off a rocker because she's made her daughter sick all these years and, you know, played off this whole, um, all these illnesses for her own gain. Uh, she was, she came off as a nice bubbly, sweet person, which is why everyone thought she was such a great caregiver to gypsy. And so when people saw on her page, people like this post, like that bitch is dead. They're like, what? Like what's happening now? So, um, they reached out to the police and, um, they thought it was odd because Gypsy, or I'm sorry, Dee Dee's car was still in the driveway. All of Gypsy's wheelchairs were still in the living room. Like when you look through the window, she had mm-hmm. multiple wheelchairs and they were all still sitting there along with all of her medication, feeding tubes and everything that everyone thought she needed to live. So yeah. their immediate concern was somebody she's, abducted Gypsy right. and she's like going to die if, without this stuff. Well... Gypsy did it. Gypsy did it, and she doesn't need that stuff. So a warrant was issued, and they found Dee Dee very quickly when they went into the house. Um, A GoFundMe account was set up to pay for funeral expenses and possibly and possibly Gypsies and possibly Gypsies. Because at this point, they still didn't know. So she's still getting. She's dead, and she's still getting free shit. Basically, yes. But don't worry, because nobody pays for that shit in the end. (laughs) Oh no. Um. So. Based on information, police asked Facebook to trace the IP address from which the posts, the cryptic posts that yeah, were that cryptic. Here's the thing. You can't get away with it. Where they've been made. And it turned out to be in Wisconsin. The next day, police agencies uh, in Waukesha County raided the Godjans' Big Bend home. Both he and Gypsy surrendered and were taken into custody on charges of murder and felony armed criminal action. Mm. So, I mean, everybody was happy that Gypsy was safe and she was greeted re- with relief back in Springfield. But they're probably so confused. Like, why is she walking? Why does she not, right. you know? Um, so 
the Greene County Sheriff, Jim Arnott, warned, things are not always what they appear. Mm-mm. Oh, I just gave myself goosebumps. So he urged people not to donate any money to the family until investigators Good. learned the extent of the fraud. So basically, all of this happened, and um, the uh, gypsy was... Uh, so basically, they wanted to charge them with first-degree murder, and it can carry a death penalty under Missouri law. But I feel like she doesn't deserve that. Well, She's been good, through enough. Good news. Under um, the county prosecutor, Dan Patterson, mm-hmm. soon announced that he would not seek either for Gypsy or for um, Nicholas. I don't know about Nicholas, but I feel like she needs to not go to jail. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so after the attorney obtained medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain to second-degree murder for Gypsy. Um, so basically she was sentenced to 10 years in prison, which is still, I mean, at that point, I think she's, she's been in prison her whole life. She does not. I know. But here, here's the thing that's very interesting. Oh, Godejan faced more severe charges as he, I mean, I feel like he should, um, they requested a psychiatric exam for him because his lawyers were concerned, uh, that his intelligent quotient was only 82 and he was on the autism. So he was okay. So, um, it basically says in December of 2017, the judge set Godijan's trial for November 18th. Um, they called, uh, they alleged that Godijan had deliberated for over a year before the crime while his lawyers pointed out that his autism, uh, to, pointed to his autism and that Gypsy had formulated the crime and their love struck client had just done what she had asked. So, um, let's see. They, they showed text messages between the two, which were often sexually explicit. Um, and they often use various personas. Uh, anyway, Gypsy testified on the trial's third day, and she said that while she had indeed suggested to go to John that he killed Dee Dee and her, uh, to end her mother's abuse, abuse? Abuse. <laughs> abuse. Abuse. She had also considered getting pregnant by him in the hope that once she was carrying Godijan's child, Dee Dee would have to accept him. Never a good idea. Mm-mm. I'm just going to point Dee that Dee out. Dee Dee ain't going to go for that. Anywho, he got charged with... Um, uh, well, basically, the jury was allowed to say if uh, he was going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter, second-degree murder, or first-degree murder. And they deliberated for only two hours, and they returned with a verdict for Godijan of first-degree murder and armed criminal action. Hmm. He was sentenced to life in prison. Really? Yes. Uh, I don't know about that. But they had declined to seek the death penalty because of his know, but mental health. He's not 100%, you know? Yeah. Um, but basically... Uh, I mean, people in the community were completely shocked. They had no idea. They felt terrible that they had never noticed or helped. Um, but the one thing that was very interesting to me is that Gypsy had said, I feel like I'm freer in prison than living with my mom. I bet. Because now I'm allowed to eat, just just live like a normal woman. Yeah. I have to say for her, I, I feel like she should have not received any time but just help like mental like she's got to be mentally like fucked up yeah well she in prison has had a lot of time to look at Munchausen by proxy because she didn't really know much about it or what was happening to her Mm -hmm. um so it's just uh, a lot of people they also said usually lose weight when they enter prison uh I think she's it said she gained 14 pounds in the first year great because she could finally eat eat. Jesus um that poor thing so uh it's just um kind of a sad but um interesting story and i know obviously this is sip survivor pete's so we're talking about survivors but she's and a survivor gypsy I, mean, I know you know there was a death but gypsy rose living 
pretty much the first quarter of her life under this woman's wrath Mm -hmm. and like making it through. And like the reason, like for instance, she didn't have any teeth is because the medication her mother gave her made her teeth crumble and I fall think out. I don't want anybody to die but this lady. I'm sorry. That's the only way Gypsy could have been free and she deserved um, she deserved to Yeah. She yeah. would have never been she would have never escaped from her grip otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the story of Gypsy Rose and the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. So now I'm going to watch that on, now that I know the story, I've been seeing it on Hulu, but I have not had a chance to watch it yet. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. So I was, when I was on vacation, a story popped up on my uh, timeline on like Facebook and I was like, Ooh, yeah. Like I want to definitely, um, you know, check yeah. that out no she's definitely a survivor i think that's a great one and, and then cover that's a lot of ground to cover believe me i skipped a lot of parts of that because jenny I had like 10 pages she had a, oh, her like, like final 15. report printed out it's like 15 pages although of course it's also like 15 or 16 fun because i'm blind i do know her and her dad had a better relationship yes. afterwards he like visits her in jail all the time he probably feels really guilty too I'm even sure. though i think he did the best he could do oh yeah i'm well, not I mean, saying he should be i'm just saying he's, i feel like well Didi did everything she could to keep him and her apart so she could continue of course, this ruse. yeah so i don't know it's a nutso story i've heard it before i read an article when i was on vacation and was like yes this is perfect and then when i got back to the states i actually saw that um they the had preview. that documentary yeah. and i was like yes i actually haven't watched it yet i, I wanted to either. i wanted to do my my book report first and then watch the movie and later i might i might watch it tonight although todd and i are trying to get through game of thrones to, uh, for the but i feel like we're almost done with game of thrones are you yeah. we've already watched it but we're, oh, we're I watching Tim's never seen it so oh, i've oh. never seen it you guys jenny you have I cannot be your days. F- you can maybe do I it. I can't be your friend until you watch that. Oh my God. I only it's have life changing. It's so good. Okay. Watch season one and two. You'll be fine. Okay. You need six and seven too. Oh yeah. What about the ones in between one and two and six and seven? I mean, you have to watch all of them. Yeah, you have to watch all of them really. Don't okay. come out of your house until you watch all of them. <laughs> it's like only 70 hours. You got it. Perfect. You got it. That's Perfect. fine. Didn't that you was binge great. some stuff? Recently? Oh, I, so my husband's been sick with some chest cold. So on Sunday night, he was upstairs like coughing up a lung and I'm like, I'm just going to stay down here for a little bit and watch some Hulu. And I've been, or no HBO. I binge watched that dark places. Oh yeah. All eight episodes. Each were an hour. I sat on the couch for eight hours. Don't care. Stayed up to like two in the morning. Love it. Um, but it was all about, the Munch, how do you say Munchausen? Munchausen by, by, by proxy. Because there's all Munchausens about where people make themselves sick. It's all about how the mom made, well, I don't want to spoil, so spoiler alert, it's too late now, but like that's the, it was great. It's called Dark Places. Okay, I'm going to watch it. You have to watch it. It's okay, really that good. sounds like it's up my alley. The first three Wait, episodes. Wait, it's on HBO or Hulu? Um, HBO. Okay, I need to get that. I don't yeah. have that yet. Get that. That's also Game of Thrones though too, yes. right? Yes, okay. so you need to get it. The first three episodes are super slow, but it builds. It's okay. really good. I heard I have to have the, um, subtitles on no for game of thrones no yeah. you don't it makes no. it easier the first episode you you're like i can't understand i i watch it without subtitles i like the subtitles because it says the names and i learned the names of the people oh uh, i just yeah. heard there's mumbling is that true or no every uh, now and then maybe it's hard. yeah okay you all right you don't I have to i digress you don't have to okay do what you want i'll do what i want you do you want um, okay. Well, thank you. How's Callie doing? Can you see her? I can't see her. She okay. gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor she's, girl. In the, she's, in the, she's fine. She has some animal crackers. She's good. Okay. All right. My turn. Your turn. Get okay. It. I've had some wine. I'm a little tipsy. I'm going to start drinking heavier now. This is going to go great, Yay. everybody. So 
I'm super, 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 super excited for my story because I watched this I Survive episode like two years ago and this lady, I've never forgotten about her because she's amazing. This is the survival story of Tika Adams. (gasps) Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Kenny, do you know who I'm talking about? No idea. Okay. (gasps) Okay. I'm very excited. (laughs) Buckle and get ready. Click, click. Because this is amazing. Um, Again, I watched this episode two years ago. I still think about it randomly at times because I think it's just so like fucked up. It's crazy. Um, Okay. So Tika Adams, she grew up in DC. Um, She was a, when she was a teenager, she describes herself as pretty wild. Um, She ran away from home at the age of 16. Um, For 10 years, she went from spot to spot. Basically she was living the street life. She was just, she wanted to do what she wanted to do. She wasn't going to listen to anybody and Oh, I thought you wanted to say something. No, no, I, I feel like the way you shifted and like breathed, I'm like, yes, Kenny. <laughs> did you live did you live the street life in Clyde, Ohio as well? Um the gravel so, street life. <laughs> yeah. So um she just had a rough life and, and she she did what she wanted to do and like by the do. like I do what I want. I do what I want. And by the time she was twenty nine, um, Tika found herself homeless and you know, tired of the street life. So um, she decided that she wanted to straighten up her life and um, she found a homeless shelter to help her get on her feet again. And she was focused and knew um, she was ready to make something of her life. Like she'd come to a moment where she was like, I want to do something. This is not going to work for me. I'm, tw- I'm almost in my thirties. I, I need more out of my life. And um, she enrolled in school and also met the love of her life, PJ. PJ. Yeah. And she said that he was also trying to get his life together. They were both in the homeless shelter together. And, um, he was a gentleman. She said he paid attention to her. He pushed her, encouraged her to be a better person, to stay in school. And, um, after four months of meeting PJ, they were married and expecting a baby. So it's great. Like they both found themselves in this homeless shelter. They both have probably had terrible lives and lived on the streets and they're both just trying to make something of themselves and they found love in a hopeless place really like rihanna would say <laughs> i can't oh, believe bad, neither one of you picked up on that bad girl riri <laughs> yeah 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 so um so they're still so after they got married and she's expecting um pj and tika are still living in the homeless shelter but they're moving um, towards starting their lives together and saving up for a house and really just want, they want the American dream just like all of us. And in October of 2009, Tika uh, started receiving random phone calls from, from a woman named Stephanie. Hmm. Just somehow Stephanie got her phone number. And Stephanie explained that she was a caseworker and helped, she specialized in helping pregnant women um, get on their feet. And she also helped specializing in like getting them clothes for their unborn children and formula Aww. and just all the things that you need when you're homeless and you're expecting. And you're pregnant. And you're pregnant, right. <laughs> um, so basically she promised Tika that she would help getting her clothing and supplies and that her, she, you know, Tika explained to Stephanie that that's great because my baby's due in a couple months. Yeah, perfect. So this is perfect timing. Um, and in fact, Tika was due. So Stephanie started calling her around October and Tika was due around December 6th through 8th. Oh my God. So it's very close to her due date. And, um, she was so excited that she connected with Stephanie. They formed, um, sort of a, a kinship over the phone. And however, PJ was a little suspicious. He was like, this is weird. Like, how did this lady get your phone number? Why is she calling you? How did she like, he questioned everything. Did Tika ask any of these questions? 
Tika, it was so funny. In the documentary I watched, she is just this cute little girl. She's not little, but she's just this cute lady. And she's just like, you know what? I just want to free shit. I was in need. <laughs> yes. And this lady was here to help me. And she was like, PJ, just stop talking. Like she was just basically yeah. shut PJ down and was like, no, this lady's here to help me. She's good intentions. Like I'm going to take what I can get because I need it. Mm. Um, in a good, you know, in a good way. Of course. Um, and again, they, they, they formed sort of a friendship. Uh, Tika was comfortable around Stephanie and vice versa. Um, okay. So here we go. Oh God. So now it's December 2nd. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie calls Tika. Wait, what did she do? Um, like December sixth through the eighth. So it's the December second. Yes. So we getting close. We getting close. Mm-hmm. So good old Stephanie, bitch face, arranged, <laughs> called Tika and said, "Hey, let me pick you up from your house, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take you to the warehouse, and we can go pick out all the stuff that I've been promising you, whatever." So Tika's super excited, um, and Stephanie was like, "How about I pick you up at six thirty a.m. in the morning?" That's too early. It's too early. It's dark out. And when you're pregnant, I can tell you that it's too early. You are tired. Well, that comes into this too. So Tika's like, okay, well, um, she says that she still remembers it being dark outside when Stephanie picked her up. And um, again, she said she was super comfortable on Stephanie, that she seemed totally normal. Had she met her before in person or just had her on the phone? They didn't say. It sounds like it was just a phone friendship, but maybe they had met multiple times. I don't know. They didn't really say. Okay. But she also said that um, she was super pregnant and all belly and was just like over it. Like she's just like, get me this shit. I want to pick out my stuff and I want to just have this baby like I'm ready. Right. Um, So as they were driving to the warehouse, Stephanie's car began to make a rattling noise. Uh So um, she asked Tika if she cared that they swung by her house. Like, she was like, Tika, it's on the way to the warehouse. Like, do you mind? Like, I don't know what's going on my, with my car. Like, there's a guy I know in my apartment complex that can look at my car, and we can just hang out for, like, 10 minutes, and he can fix it. I just don't want to break down. And Tika's like, okay, that's fine. Like, again, I get like, it. That sounds nice. Like, yeah. I'm being nice. I don't want us to break down. Right. And she's like, whatever you need, that that's fine. Like, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she even said, like, in the car, like, I trust you. It's fine. Like, she was super comfortable with her. So they arrived at Stephanie's apartment complex in, um, this was actually in Maryland. So it was like 10 minutes outside of DC. Right. And in the documentary, they described her apartment complex as It kind of looked like a motel. Oh, so it's like, you know, everyone has like a little balcony, but it's not a balcony. Like it's a running, do you know what I mean? The doors are all on the outside. Thank you. Yes. Thanks Mm -hmm. for using words for me. You're Um, welcome. (laughs) So (laughs) when they, when they walked into Stephanie's apartment, they walked up a flight of stairs, walked into Stephanie's apartment. Um, It was super dark and they're like, there were no lights on. And Stephanie was like, why don't we watch a movie while we're waiting for my friend to show up to look at my car? That sounds longer than 10 minutes. Red flag. I'd be like, "Uh, I'm going to just not do it. But again, she's. No one has ever probably helped this lady in and her life. when you're that pregnant, in all honesty, you're so flipping tired. If she just walked up some stairs and someone said, let's sit down and watch a movie, you'd probably you're be like, like cool. okay, yes. I mean, seriously. And I think that's how she felt. Um, so let me see. Where was I? She said, yes. Again, I felt safe with her. I'll watch a movie, whatever. They popped in a movie and Tika actually took her boots off because her ankles were so swollen. Oh, and she you. was like, listen, if I'm going to be here for half an hour, I need my dogs to breathe. So she yes. took her boots off. Um, <laughs> woof, woof. She said they were laughing, watching a movie. Everything was going, everything was super normal. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, Stephanie turns into a monster. <gasps> Out of the blue, like joking, laughing, whatever. And it sounds like from the documentary, 
um, Tika was sitting on the floor in front of Stephanie and Stephanie was sitting like on a couch behind her. And all of a sudden, uh, Stephanie throws a thick quilt over Tika's head. Like Mm -mm. while she's watching the movie, like they're laughing, talking, and then throws a quilt over her head and then starts beating her with a fireplace poker. (gasps) Oh, just starts like laying into her. Um, and Tika just was so confused and did not know what was going on. And she's like, what is happening? Like, why is this lady like beating the shit out of me? Um, her head was split open (gasps) from her beating her so hardly with the fireplace poker that somehow she managed to get away and get to the door. So she throws the blanket off of her, like manages to scramble away and she gets to the door. And as she got to the door, she realized that there were four locks on the door and they were all locked. Yes. So people, if you go into someone's house Mm -hmm. and they have four locks Mm -hmm. on their door Mm -hmm. and you don't know them, luckily you guys, I have one. Good. I didn't. So I'm not, nothing's going to happen. (laughs) I didn't close it all the way so I can make a quick getaway (laughs) when Danella starts beating me with a poker. (laughs) Pay attention. And one was like a deadbolt. One was like, so to just quickly like unlock something, it's not going to happen. Like there's four locks. You've never seen all these locks. Like she knows she's in trouble. Like when she sees these four locks, she's like. Mm-mm. Shit just got real. Um, so let's see. So uh, where was I? Uh, okay. So she she gets to the door. Um, Stephanie caught up with her. And before she could get out, she dove on Tika's back and <gasps> wrestled her to the ground. Listen. Now, this, now Tika is pregnant. You can't, you can't <laughs> jump on a pregnant lady's back. She did. That shit already hurts. You don't need more. Right. And, and here's the thing throughout this, you'll, you'll like Tika will say like, I, she has like, she fights back, but then she loses all her strength because she's exhausted. She's pregnant. She's nine months pregnant. You're growing a human. It's exhausting. I'm telling you from experience. You cannot fight. Exhausting. I've never grown a human, but I can only imagine I'm I'm exhausted and I've never grown a human. So it's like, imagine just like (laughs) constantly jogging, I guess. No, that sounds awful. I mean, your legs don't hurt like when you're jogging. If your legs hurt, but like you're out of breath, like you but just you're like, easily you're just wind. constantly tired and like exhausted, and you just want to lay down or sit down or, uh, and everything's swollen, everything's swollen. Well, Tika, sorry, you're just like, event. proceed and continue <laughs> and action. Um, she said that Stephanie kept praying as they were wrestling, no. like please forgive me, God. Like just weird. The no, girl's guess crazy. What? Guess what? God doesn't forgive you. Guess what? You're about to kidnap and kill someone. Well, you're- no, I mean she survives, but. But seriously, breaking Stephanie, news. Yeah. Breaking news. You're a dickwad. Yeah. So she just is saying crazy stuff and praying. And again, Tika quickly ran out of strength. And she, you know, she's nine months pregnant. She's going to, her head is split open. She's confused. So she passes out. Oh, I bet. So um, Stephanie grabs Tika by her ankles. So I think she's like in and out of it. Like she's mm-hmm. not complete. So Tika drags her um, to the kitchen from where they were wrestling in the living room. And proceeds to clean up the blood. So she just drags her in the kitchen. And then from dragging her, obviously when her head was busted open, it left like a stain of blood. And Tika, or Stephanie, starts cleaning up the blood. And again, is still talking to herself and praying and, you know, all this stuff. And, Can um, I just tell you that one of my biggest fears is having a split open head or seeing a split open head? Really? Yeah. Why do you I think? I, because worried. it's a split open head, that's why? Yes. I'm. Wor- <laughs> do you see brains? I, it sounds like it was pretty bad. I feel like it depends on how severe it is. Okay. Okay. Continue. Go, 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 go. I like how every time I interrupt you, then I'm like, okay, you can continue now. <laughs> go. Go. Um, it's fine because I get to have a sip of wine. While you do that. Um, <laughs> well, I interrupt. 
all she's thinking about his, according to her, is her baby, PJ, and her, um, and also she's thinking to herself, like, I'm getting ready to die and I've accomplished nothing in my life. Like my life is just about to get good. Like we're going to live the American dream. Yeah. I'm going to have a baby. Like I have the love of my life. Like, and it's just so depressing and just, you know, and then she hears her phone ring. So she has a cell phone and it's back in the bedroom where they were initially oh. watching the movie or the living room or wherever. And she knows it's her husband, PJ. She's like, I just, in my heart of hearts, I knew it was him. He's looking for me. He was already worried about this crazy lady. And, um, so Stephanie gets up. Um, and turns off the phone and grabs a pair of box cutters. Mm-mm. No. Does everybody know what box cutters are? Aren't they? They're little, right? Well, there can be big ones too. We just, like I said, we just moved. So we have tons of box cutters around. Don't be scared. It's fine. Ah! <laughs> but there can Jenny, be like, run! <laughs> you can have little ones, but they're also like really big ones with big blades. Okay. Uh-huh. So she For grabs sure. a pair of box cutters and Tika... Stephanie takes jumps on top of Tika and cuts her side <gasps> pretty deep. Why? Because Stephanie's crazy. That's okay. why. Okay. All right. And Tika's a badass though. She's like, uh-uh, girl, you are not taking me down. She snatches the box cutters from yes. Stephanie and another struggle ensues. Um, but again, halfway through, Tika normally probably could have kicked this girl's butt smart yeah. but she's exhausted she completely again, loses strength you. halfway through and again and then finally she just submits to stephanie and she's like i can't i can't fight anymore so um mm. in the documentary the next scene um tika talks about how stephanie drags her into the bathroom oh, so she's her her head is busted open her side is cut open she's exhausted she's terrified and now she's in the bathroom with the shower running and Stephanie's cleaning her off and clipping her nails. Clipping her T- Tika's nails? Yes. And Tika's like, why are you cutting my nails? And she's like, I don't want any DNA on your under your nails. That's not, again, red flag. Not, also, <laughs> also, that's not how it works. <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. Let, have you watched Forensic Files before? You don't need long nails. Ma'am, tune in. Tune in to Forensic Files. You will find out. There are other ways. So, um... While all this is happening, Stephanie's son shows up. And I didn't know Stephanie had a son. She has a son, mm. and he shows up to the house. Mm-hmm. And Tika is quoted as saying, "Damn, they are both crazy." Like she was like, <laughs> "I'm in trouble." Both of these, cra- the, both these people are crazy. Oh, no. The cool thing about the documentary, or even if you watch I Survive, throughout the whole thing, like Tika is such like she's so much energy and lightness about her to be able to talk about this whole thing. Is it's I definitely recommend watching it. It's pretty. It's pretty How amazing. How old is the son? I don't know. Like, is it like an eight-year-old? He's a is big, he no, like, no, no, no. Okay, so it's like an older So like guy. early, maybe mid to late 20s. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like you no. know, a little no kid walking And then the eight-year-old walking in. Yeah. like, mom, what are you doing? And, and I think he's <laughs> slow. <gasps> I think he's maybe a, not slow, yeah, but maybe he's, low IQ. He's maybe low. Yeah, he's low IQ. So he's okay. going to do whatever his mom tells him. I don't think he knows what he's doing really. And he's mm. a big guy. So Stephanie's the captor is very there to boss him around. So, um, so again, the sun shows up and she's like, ah, shit, it's about to get even more crazy because the sun's crazy too. Um, so Stephanie directs the sun, which I don't know his name. They didn't say in the documentary to tie, to help tie Tika up by her hands and feet. And they took, uh, you know, they duct taped her feet. They duct taped her hands, but they also put a do rag tied a do rag around her hands as well. 
for some reason. I don't know. Um, Again, maybe to stop the DNA from getting in her fingernails. Probably just another. So the sweat doesn't drip to the um, duct tape maybe <laughs> and somehow interact with the DNA. I'm not sure. Uh, your fingerprints are already on the duct tape. Um, dummy. Loser. <laughs> They're already on it. Don't worry. We watch a lot of forensic files. <laughs> we do. Okay, go ahead. I know what I'm doing tonight. Um, <laughs> so Stephanie... Tika remembers Stephanie saying to the son, um, hold her, you know, make sure you tie her stuff really tight because she's a fighter. Oh, Jesus. So this, so now we move on to day three. Okay. I skipped, I was supposed to say day two before, but it's now fine. we're on to day three. It's fine. I'm on, I'm on glass number two. We're on day three. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so now we're on day three. Stephanie's been missing for three days. PJ has no idea where she's at, where she is. She's almost due. She's it's it it's bad second when they went to go do yeah them, so then december 6th. yes yep oh my god i can't breathe poor girl so um early on day three stephanie and this is where it gets really bad okay so don't worry it gets worse it gets worse <laughs> it gets worse so early on day three stephanie enters the room that tika is bound up in mm-hmm. it's dark um it's just bad news bears so stephanie enters the room with a metal mixing bowl Mm-hmm. With ice. With cookies? No. <laughs> I wish. No. With ice and ice cubes, um, water, scissors, a towel, and of course her favorite accessory, a box cutter. A set of box <gasps> cutters. Are they going to do a hair makeover? No. She's going to trim her nails again. She's going to give her a mani-pedi. <laughs> and she's going to... Oh, I wish that was true. I know. I know. I know. I know. Ugh. And um, then it clicked for Tika. So up to, up until this point, Tika wasn't really sure why... Stephanie was doing this. Wait, pause. Kenny, do you know why she's doing this? I'm assuming a very terrible C-section. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. <laughs> On that note. On that note, let's talk about it. But Tika thought she just, she was so confused. She's like, why is this lady, she just thought she was crazy. She didn't realize. And then everything clicked when she saw the metal bowl, all the supplies. She's like, this bitch is about to steal my baby. Ooh. And as a mom, that's yeah. when you get serious. Uh-huh. And it does. So she comes in with all these things. And um, and I have written in here, this bitch is going to try to take my baby. <laughs> that's not in the documentary. It sounds um, like it could be, though. It should be, really. I'm sure that's what um, Tika thought in her head. And that's exactly what Stephanie proceeded to do. So she gave Tika a wet cloth to put in her mouth. So she dipped this, like, gauze cloth into the metal bowl shoved it in Tika's mouth and um and then put duct tape over her mouth because remember they're in an apartment complex so um does she want her to asphyxiate on that cuz that sounds like that's a I don't think plan. Stephanie has a medical degree or even knows what that what that could would do could do okay continue mm. so um she turned up the TV as loud as possible and again in the documentary Tika goes she's like I don't even know what shit she was playing I know what shit she was playing what Michael Jackson which song I don't know she pretty just, young thing she just kept playing Pty Mi- Michael Jackson over and over again. really yeah is I'm that pretty, what it was yeah I'm pretty sure oh it is. I thought you were just joking no, no 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 I think it is which is terrible because now with that new documentary about Michael mm, I haven't watched it yet I haven't watched it either I don't I know if I can't yeah okay. it's another topic yeah are you open a oh yeah. I'm going to open this other bottle of wine. Great. So. That's a great idea. Molly, we're mm-hmm. opening the other wine. Molly, it's amazing, and I'm already tipsy. Thank you. <laughs> I have to pick up my son from daycare soon, so I can't drink too much more. One more. 
one more glass is not gonna yeah hurt. you're fine uh, and you had a heavy lunch i didn't eat lunch so okay anyway sorry sidebar these are our conversations when we're not on air um <laughs> so she turned the michael jackson up apparently as loud as she could and she turned to tika and said this is gonna hurt rude that is so rude so just bite down on that rag okay so she took the box cutters and cut tika's stomach open i mean i can't whatever i can't even imagine she felt help tika said she felt helpless she said she couldn't have she couldn't not only could she not save herself but she couldn't save her baby and the pain was so intense she felt herself starting to go into shock and then stephanie looks at her straight in the eyes and says do you want me to take a take the baby now or would you like me to stop and get some rest first? And Tika's like, okay. Like, I can't even believe she's asking me my opinion on what. No, I want to take a break, bitch. Like, stop. So Stephanie stops and Tika passes out. Okay, day four. So it's the fourth day. So it's early. How much of a break did she take? Apparently, Stephanie took a little snoozer. You know, you know how it is. Right, exactly. So it's super early, and Tika's not really sure how early, but she wakes up, and and she's very her abdomen is completely cut open, her intestines and placenta is exposed. No. Yeah. So it's not just a little cut. We're talking about hey, we're through the skin. Right. No. 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 She's like she's really hurt, and like shit's gonna fall out if she's if she doesn't stand up the right way. So she wakes up. And she looks over and she sees Stephanie laying on the floor across the room, sleeping. And so Tika's like, all right, this is my chance. I'm going to do it. So she gets up. She holds her stomach because she has to hold everything in. Oh, my God. And makes her way across the room. So, but as she's getting up, her wedding ring clings to the side of the metal bowl. And she's, and she freezes. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And Stephanie didn't wake. So she's like, okay. So then she makes her way across the room. She steps over Stephanie and she's bleeding so bad from her stomach. She's like the blood is dripping on Stephanie's blanket and she's afraid it's going to wake her, but it doesn't. Because Stephanie's completely. Because Stephanie's out. Apparently she's, she's a so deep sleeper. Tired. She's exhausted from her C-section <laughs> that she had to perform. So she didn't wake up. So Tika's like, okay, I can do this. So she makes it to the door. Mm-hmm. So she walks through. And the four locks are there. And her legs, she said, felt like rubber bands. And she, as she's unlocking the doors, she notices that Stephanie's son is snoozing on the couch. Oh, Just taking a little, you know, little snoozer on the couch. I'm going to call him Bud. Bud. Great. So um, she manages to get all four locks undone without waking Bud up. And <laughs> um, she gets her first glimpse of the outside in four days. And she just books it she's like see you next tuesday i'm out of here um and again this is an apartment complex so imagine you know you have the stairs and the different levels and she doesn't know where she's going so she just goes and she's banging on doors and she's yelling for help and no one is answering no one's responding because it's really early in the morning too and um she finally falls to the ground uh near a railing so imagine like I'm not going to explain this very well, but it's like a balcony kind of, and there's a, a, a wrought iron railing behind her. She falls next to it, and um, she's about to pass out, and she sees Stephanie and the son in the parking lot looking for her. 
So like where the railing is, it has, you know, like those pillars or whatever, so you can see through it. So the parking lot's right there and they're out like in the parking lot looking for it, like looking around or whatever. And, um, she's like, great. They're looking for it. So then the son looks up and he sees her No, and he, and he points, he's like mom and points up to her and the Stephanie lady in the reenactment, like shakes her head, like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you're not getting away. So they make their way up the stairs and, and Tika can't move cause she's exhausted and has her stomach cut open and her insides are falling and her out. insides are falling out and Stephanie comes behind Tika and grabs her underneath the armpits Mm-mm. and is like picking her up to like move her back into the apartment and all of a sudden this guy walks around the corner on his cell phone and yes. he was like is everything okay here and Stephanie is like yes yes everything's fine she just had a really bad miscarriage and she's delusional and she's hallucinating and we're just we need to get her back home everything's fine and Tika's like no everything's not fine I'm I'm dying like these this lady's kidnapped me whatever and um Stephanie's like don't listen to her she's hallucinating and the guy's just like I don't know what to do and he was like you know what she's saying she's not okay so I'm gonna call 911 and the minute he says that Stephanie drops her and takes off and so does the son okay good yes so thankfully, 911 shows up and the guy didn't buy it and he's, you know, helped her. Good. And um, the 911 show, or 911 really, the ambulance shows up and they performed an emergency C section and um, Tika actually ended up having a healthy baby girl. Aww. And she named her Miracle. Well, she is. And she is, yes. So um, fast forward to the trial. Um, Tika actually brought her baby miracle to the preliminary trial mm-hmm. and she was dressed in a pink outfit with matching mittens and booties and a hat. And, um, she didn't testify, but made eye contact when Stephanie was brought and Stephanie's not her real name. I, I don't even know her real name, but that's the name that she told Dumb Tika. That wasn't, yeah. Is that it, a real name? Yeah, exactly. Um, baby. So baby stealer. Um, she said that she made eye contact with Stephanie and she was shaken to her core after she like made on like she oh, still sure. creeped her out obviously um so this is in 2010 the trial took place and um stephanie actually tried to claim that tika had sold her the baby for five thousand dollars and she was basically just taking what was hers mm. and obviously the um whatever juries didn't they did not buy that and she was found guilty of first degree assault and only sent to sentenced to 25 years in prison although 25 is more than i thought she was gonna get really i was worried she is crazy she didn't kill anyone which again she might as well i mean that's like it's still like attempted murder attempted murder because yeah. I don't think she assumed but I feel Tico like even was attempted, But I feel like even attempted murder people only get like 10, 15 years. Well, that's the thing. Her defense basically said that she didn't intend to kill Tika. She, she just totally intended did. to kill her baby. And she um, totally did. The fact that you were cutting her nails for DNA. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to be a problem. Mm, that's a problem. So Stephanie's side was obviously that, you know, she had paid $5,000, but the real truth is, is that, um, Stephanie had told, previously told her relatives and her boyfriend at the time that she was pregnant. Didn't she tell them that she was pregnant with twins? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if I'm mixing up two survivor what, stories. Was she going to steal two babies? I maybe feel like she, she lost told people. one. Maybe she was going to say yeah. she lost one or something. Oh, then it's like Munchausen it's, by proxy again or whatever. It's like just... triple time. Again, we're on the same wavelength. <sighs> 
well so that's that was her whole true reasoning of doing it is that she really was into this boyfriend and she told him that she was pregnant to keep him that's not a reason and had planned to obviously rope tika into this whole thing and did they ever figure out how she got tika's information to call her and like do this whole scam no but i would love to know and i i even did like I read like some Reddit stuff and then also watched the document. Like no one ever said how she got her number. That's so scary. But I'm wondering if like while they're in the homeless shelter, if someone like, I don't know who knows. Oh my God. So that's the story of um, Tika Adams, which you guys, if you've not seen that I survived, I need to, I I, I don't think I, Oh my God, Jenny, (laughs) I, I don't even think I did it justice. Like her spirit and her just like, she's so feisty and amazing. Like she's, Again, it's my all-time favorite episode. I love it. Wow. Okay. I I feel like I survived. They don't put on like Netflix and Hulu, so I have trouble finding it. Yeah, and to get you, it's on Lifetime. So you have okay. to get the Lifetime app, and you're going to log in. I just watched it on. Do I have to have a cable provider to log into the Lifetime app? No. Perfect. No, because I have Hulu Live, so you just do that. Log into that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the story of TK Holy Adams. crap. Insane. A, she's a badass. Damn, and every awesome. time I use box cutters, I think about her. Like, I'm like, <gasps> oh, my God, I cannot, like, I just cannot imagine the thought of someone. I just can't imagine the thought of someone coming in with that bowl full of ice and scissors. And you're like, shit, like, I'm in up? trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Things are going to get really bad. And, like, me being annoying me, I'd be like, are we, like you said, are we doing manis and petties? What's like, happening? Please oh, can don't you do, do my, anything else. Can you do my toes first, please? <laughs> I don't. I feel like joking is what makes me get through I know. hard situations. Which is why we like this. That's right. So just know that we're not, like, no. trying to joke about any of the. No, any of the people that are surviving or even the people that are mentally uh, having problems that might cause some of this. Um, even Dee Dee, who died. And I, I still. We're still okay stand with by being my dead, right that she's dead, but she could have got help. She I think. I think you can get help I for think, that. Yeah, I think if if at some point that was the problem too is at the end of my story is like uh, they basically said they could never formally diagnose her because she was dead. Yeah, which is kind of sad because I wish was it Eminem's mom like I think Eminem's mom had some sort of mental like Munchausen. I don't. I don't know if she had Munchausen. I don't know. Hmm. She was not a good mom though. I feel like this is the second time I've talked about Eminem and our. Are, are you secretly I, in love? I feel like it is. With uh, Marshall Mathers? I'm not, but it's weird that I keep mm, talking about him. Okay. Mm. Um, Kenny. Yeah. Let's do it. Got a, got a weird story. First off, the second bottle of wine, very good. Is the it good? I haven't tried. Yeah. Oh, Kenny skipped me. Do you think I'm too no, tipsy? No, no, no. Is that no, 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 no. I didn't want to mix the two wines together. Oh, thanks, yeah, Kenny. I, I was, thought you were look, like he's signaling like, like no, he's, you're he's drunk. He's 24 and just like a connoisseur. Look at this shit. Gotta keep him. I thought that was like, Kenny's like, no more for her. She's slurring her. She's slurring her work. She's at her house. I wanted you to enjoy the wine to the fullest. You will, because I feel like I might like the second bottle even better. I think I do. Arrowhead Vineyards again. Oh, I'm sorry. Arrowhead Spring Vineyards. It's I'm great the, wine. The name right. Okay. Okay. So a guessing story this week. If you guys Yay, are ready. Yeah, I love guessing. Yes. So I can, promise not to say the word penis. <laughs> I'll give you a hint now. It's not sexual. Okay. Great. Just, good. Just good start. Yeah. That helps. Good start. Kentucky man claims employer punished him for refusing what? Is it, is it, can you give us a clue? Like, no, 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 don't give us a clue, but like, is it something simple like a drug test? 
No, it's not like it's, not, it's crazy news. I That's know, stupid. It's not a sometimes they say thing. dumb things on the okay, news. Okay, say, say it. it again for uh, say the whole headline again. Kentucky man claims employer punished him for f- refusing what Th- he works at a hotel too. It's I not would say really I would okay. say take a shower. Oh, for okay. refusing to take a shower. Okay, so maybe he's dirty. Well, what's your guess? I don't know. I heard the other story you wanted to do, so this has got to be crazier. Which was crazy. The, the other story was a lot of people are getting boners in Ireland because of the Viagra factory. Which I love. <laughs> the fumes from the factory Get it on. are causing dogs yeah. and men, you know. Hey. <laughs> and some women. And so women can get boners. Can they? No. I don't know what Viagra okay, does Okay, refusing to. God, I'm so bad at this. Um, God, God. I don't know. <laughs> Should we just pass on your guess? No, no. She has to guess. No, I'll guess. guess um, refusing to. <gasps> what? I one for you. Okay. Talk to the customers. <laughs> I don't have. I do not it's have. It's like the worst I don't family have, feud game of all time. I know. Can we edit this part out? That's staying in. Shit. The episode's long enough. He's it's refusing well to. He is refusing to shave his pubic hair. Again, not sexual. sexual. Well, but shave his beard, his facial beard, not sure. his crotch <laughs> okay. beard. Uh, he he refused to undergo an exorcism. <laughs> oh wow! Wait, what? His work required him to? No, no, no the work's not requiring it. Oh, so um, that's what I heard, though. Well, his boss heard that he was getting a divorce, and for his marital problems, he's like, "You have demons. You need to undergo this exorcism." His if boss you- said that to him. You need to undergo this exorcism if you want to continue working here and also fill out a survey about your religious beliefs and sexual habits. No, no. it's none of your business. <laughs> I do what I want. I'm going to do what I want. But he, the boss then claimed, he's like, I've been through three or four of these exorcisms. They really help. So did he do it? No, he's suing. Oh, of course. Hell out of of course company, he you know? is. What if your boss came to you and was like, excuse Kenny, me? Kenny, Jenny's your boss, technically. What if she came to you and said, <laughs> Kenny, if you want this position, you have to form an exorcism. I'd ask who's sponsoring it, how much money is it worth. <laughs> exactly. Good good thoughts. Yes. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I was way it off. Was, yeah, it was a crazy story. I just thought he was stinky. I just thought he had long pubes. <laughs> I mean, those could have caused the divorce. I mean, buy so some trimmers. Right? It could have caused a divorce. Buy a pair of trimmers. You'll be fine. <laughs> buy some box cutters. Don't. Oh don't my do God, that. no. Don't use box don't do cutters that. in your privates. Don't, don't do, do that. That's Jesus. bad. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, Kenny, good one. Yeah, thank you. That was a good one. Oh Viagra was good too, though. Yeah, yeah, both of them were great. They were. Okay, so. We're episode, back. Episode. Eight. Seven? Eight. Seven? I think it's. Seven or eight? I think it's seven. Okay. I think. Do it I doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. matter. No one People cares. People know when they Whatever see. Whatever episode it is, it's amazing. Um, we want you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. We have 18 whole reviews right now, but Yay. we could really use more because that's how we get ranked by all the podcast um Episode plays. seven. Oh, shoot. Okay. What? Hey. Hey, girl. Um, 
So we need rate, review, subscribe. But then also if you guys want to reach out to us, we have Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then we also have sipsurviverepeat at gmail.com. And we would love, love, love your hometowns just because uh, we want to know what you've survived, what your family yeah. member has survived, what your cousin or your weird uncle. I mean, we're open. Anything. Your friend from high school who did something dumb. I mean, Ooh, which just reminded me. I have one. Do you? I'm going to tell you. It. I'm going to save it for next week. Okay. Um, okay. So I think that's it. Kenny, you got anything else? Got nothing. All right. This has been Sip, Survive, and Repeat. See you Bye. later. Bye.